Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Thanks for the Knowledge, Fanbyte's weekly news show, rounding up the headlines in games and entertainment in one handy podcast. I'm your host, head of Fanbyte Media, John Warren. We have a jam-packed show for you this week. Uh, of course, I'm going to get you ready for this upcoming week with a bunch of game releases. I'm going to update you on what's coming and going from X- Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Plus. And I'm going to sit down with Michael Hyam, the editor of our brand new Final Fantasy XIV section at fanbyte.com called The Link Shell about Inwalker. It's here and it's it's emotional. It's a big deal. But before we do that, we've got to talk about this week's top stories. back to an episode of late lunch a show that nikki and i used to do over on twitch.tv slash fanbite uh i remember a show toward the end of 2019 where nikki predicted a lot of things that would happen in 2020 one of those was the extremely prescient idea that sony would actually start to rest on its laurels as it seems to do after every other console generation and xbox would actually make some really significant steps forward especially when it comes to uh having like just a better infrastructure uh that has come true i would say now looking at the end of 2021 we're looking at xbox game pass as being this transformative amazing thing that has gotten a lot of people in the door they're putting a lot of amazing games up on the service you can play things anywhere their cloud stuff actually works pretty well it is all in all a pretty significant turnaround from i think xbox one and even late xbox 360 360 era uh, which i don't think was as strong as sony's offerings at the time now sony seems to be playing catch up kind of always answering a uh, question like are y'all really doing the right thing by just assuming people will buy the hardware because because you have more uh, more significant software. While the market has been strong for PlayStation 5s, these are still facing a shortage. And if recent Black Friday data is true, then it seems like uh, the Xbox Series S, the smaller version of their new generation console, is outpacing the Sony PlayStation 5 as well as the Nintendo Switch at the moment. So the Xbox infrastructure is really strong. Sony seems to be playing catch up. So it was only a matter of time, I feel like, before Sony would actually make a move more in the direction of something like Xbox Game Pass. And now we have our answer. According to a Bloomberg report that dropped on Friday, uh, it seems like Sony is in works to create something called Codenamed Spartacus, uh, which will basically merge the current PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now services, which are both paid subscriptions. Uh, into a larger brand across 
PS4 and PS5. Uh, the uh, proposal is that there would be three tiers to this. The first tier would be basically an extension of PlayStation Plus, where you'd be able to get a few curated games every month during that period and be able to keep them forever. Uh, the tier up from that would be very similar to Game Pass, so where you'd get PS4 and PS5 games uh, basically as uh, as Xbox Game Pass would work. So you just download them as long as you're paying for PlayStation Spartacus or whatever it's called, and uh, and you'll be able to play those as long as they're on the service. And the third tier would be legacy content. Uh, so it'd be all the above plus editions of PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, and PSP games, uh, which would be a big, 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 big step in a direction that uh, we thought Sony was getting away from over the past few years. But now it seems like they're reconsidering adding some of this legacy content to their infrastructure. Um, none of this stuff has been finalized, right? So uh, it we're, we also don't know some other significant things. So PS Now is a streaming service, not unlike the Xbox uh, Cloud stuff. So we have no idea if the PS Now service would actually incorporate some of that cloud stuff and streaming stuff to be able to play these titles uh, uh, across uh, streams. We have no idea. Uh, we also have no idea what these tiers would cost. We have to imagine they'd be competitive with the Xbox uh, Game Pass, but we just don't know. Um, Xbox also has been very, very, very liberal about adding their first-party titles to Xbox Game, Xbox Game Pass on day one. This would be a fairly surprising thing to see uh, to see done on the Sony side, especially since a lot of those first-party titles are then later ported to PC. Um, we have no indication in this write-up with Bloomberg if they're considering putting some sort of PC functionality onto this tiered service. A lot of unknowns. We have no idea when this is going to roll out, even if it's going to be announced. This is all a report from sources uh, within Sony, apparently, uh, and Bloomberg did the reporting there. So thank you to Bloomberg. But that's a big deal because it means that Sony is apparently uh, learning some sort of lesson here. They're learning that um, you know maybe the Xbox series, maybe the Xbox Game Pass infrastructure really is everything Phil Spencer said it is uh, a perfect way to get into an infrastructure uh, and and be uh, be thinking about Xbox first in terms of finding third party as well as first party titles. So um, this would be a pretty significant shift in Sony's philosophy, but we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, I want to give one quick update to the Bobby Kotick story. He has not stepped down as of Friday afternoon, the 3rd of December. Um, he is still in place as CEO of Activision Blizzard. And now we're starting to see a more mass departure of people from Blizzard and Activision in response to the fact that nothing is really being done to address Bobby Kotick's tenure at Activision Blizzard. Uh, Jessica Gonzalez is a senior test analyst at Blizzard and a very vocal uh, member of a better ABK, which is the labor movement designed to change the way things are working on the inside. They've made a lot of demands. You can check out their Twitter account. Uh, Jessica Gonzalez has resigned from Blizzard uh, and wrote a message on Twitter. You can find her Twitter at BlizzJess where she posted her parting message to uh, the folks at Blizzard in their Slack. Uh, she also added Bobby Kotick himself in the Slack message, and I'll read you that part right now. Quote, 
Your inaction and refusal to take accountability is driving out great talent, and the products will suffer until you're removed from your position as CEO. This may seem harsh, but you had years to fix the culture and look at where the company currently stands, end quote. Uh, her last day is December 10th. That is about a week from when you're hearing this. Uh, and yes, Blizzard continues to lose talent to other independent developers, to folks going off on their own, to folks uh, who are hiring at other uh, outlets and development companies. And yeah, this is kind of what happens when uh, a CEO like Bobby Kotick remains in power, even after, long after, his effectiveness has been rendered completely, utterly obsolete moving on uh 13 sentinels aegis rim is a uh what used to be a playstation 4 exclusive and now atlas is uh bringing the vanillaware side-scrolling uh kind of rpg mech game to nintendo switch on april 12th 2022 so if you didn't get a chance to play this game the first time around it is divisive it is interesting uh, and, uh, it's one of Imran's surprises from, uh, from last year. Natalie didn't like it. If you want to hear a longer discussion about it, you can listen to this week's 99 potions where we talked about it. It was an in- interesting chat, but yeah, if you want to get your hands on this, it is a gorgeous, uh, weird game. It's coming to switch on April 12th. Respawn's exquisite Titanfall is seven years old. Did y'all know that? I was today years old when I figured that out. It's a really long time, and it spawned the incredible Titanfall 2 and, of course, Apex Legends. And because of some server stuff and the ceiling on the mostly online Titanfall 1 uh, is lowering by the day, uh, Respawn has made the uh, fairly uh, interesting decision to remove the game from uh, digital sales platforms as well as from subscription services starting in March of 2022. The servers will stay live for folks that already have access to the game or folks that were able to track down a physical copy of the game. Uh, But for folks looking to buy this game digitally for the first time or get it on a subscription service, your time is limited. So grab it now before it leaves on March 1st. Um, This game will probably not be around forever. Preservationists are having an increasingly tough time getting online games to basically stick around past a certain shelf life. And since Titanfall 2 is more popular than Titanfall 1 and Apex Legends is probably more popular right now than both of them, I would say the uh, the shelf life of Titanfall 1 being an active game is still limited, even beyond that uh, March 1st, 2022 deadline. Speaking of games reaching the end of their shelf life, Super Smash Brothers put out a a new patch recently that will be the final balancing patch for the game. They put out, of course, Sora from Kingdom Hearts as the last DLC character. Uh, But barring uh, some little uh, changes like maybe new spirits and things like this, uh, this might be the last update we see for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate completely. And will certainly be the last time that any of these characters will play differently. So if you love the way all these characters play right now then you're you're good if you have a big problem with the way they they play now uh oopsie doodle um this is just how it's going to be uh sakurai took to his personal twitter to confirm the update is the last balance patch and to thank everyone for their support uh but yeah this looks like the true end of the road for a game that uh has seen a lot of updates over the past couple years uh and might be the last smash we get for quite some time but we'll see 
Uh, I'm going to wrap this up with a uh, story that we actually missed last week because uh, we recorded early for Thanksgiving. Uh, but the uh, senior creative director over at Dragon Age has departed Bioware completely. Bioware wrote to the team that Matt Goldman and the team had mutually decided to part ways, and that his last day was the day that he decided to announce his departure. So something going on there. Uh, but um, Kotaku followed up with EA, and EA got back to them saying Matt Goldman is no longer working at Bioware. He leaves the next Dragon Age game in excellent hands with the team here at the studio who will carry forward our vision of the game. Uh, but as of this writing, uh, as of this writing of this article and also this recording of this podcast, uh, that person is not the, the replacement for Matt Goldman has not been announced, which is pretty interesting. Uh, we saw a little bit of Dragon Age at last year's Game Awards. Who knows if we'll see uh, anything new this time? Uh, but this team has been in flux for a long time. This game seems to also be in flux. Hopefully we find something else about it. It is kind of anyone's guess at this point whether the new Mass Effect or the new uh, Dragon Age will be first out the gate for this storied RPG developer. Well, folks, it's finally here. The game that most of you have been waiting for for a very long time. The uh, the final expansion of what we know is coming with Final Fantasy XIV. It's in Walker. It just dropped for early access, folks. Michael Hyams had, I don't know, 12 hours with it or something that, like that. <laughs> that's being generous. Yeah, because it's been slammed and you've been super tired. I'm joined <laughs> by Michael Hyam. Hi, Michael. Hey, hi. Thanks, thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks for yeah. the knowledge and thanks for having me, John. You're welcome. Are you okay? Like, are you oh. tired? <clears throat> well, I mean, I'm consistent. I'm persistently tired. So yeah, that's just, that's just a given. But um, given the the situation of it going live at 1 a.m. Pacific time, <laughs> and I am on the Pacific time, and also the server congestion, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a long story, but uh, it took a little while to get in. And once I got in, it was kind of like, all right, let me let me see how much I can play. Uh, and then I is the thing is, it's very, uh, very story heavy, very, very cutscene yeah, heavy. That's what and I need to be. Yeah, I need to be for myself. I would prefer to be wide awake for those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, so I was like, you know what? I got to circle back on this uh, yeah. tomorrow or tomorrow yeah. in a few hours. But yeah, doing all right. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, yeah, we know server congestion is one of the the stories coming out of this thing. Uh, have things cleared up at all? I know it took me about uh, an hour to get in this afternoon, but uh, have things gotten any better? We 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 think. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think what so the first few hours was wasn't just server congestion or uh, congestion. Uh, congestion it was straight up servers just not not functioning properly uh, so a lot of people were getting uh booted from first off the first problem was like the launcher wasn't working properly if you got past the launcher then you could get to the title screen and then try to queue in but most folks were getting uh, disconnected at that point uh, so then okay so if the launcher worked and i didn't get disconnected trying to get to the queue screen then i queued up and then you were like 2000 in line and a lot of people while they were in line were also getting disconnected there uh, yeah. so it's like this three layer uh, of this three layer trial this boss fight to get into endwalker uh, but i think around about two two to three hours after it went live i think it was just the queue times and like honestly the queue times aren't bad i just 
you know, if you're like 2000th in line, I just uh, just wait in line and then yeah. you'll eventually get in. It took me like maybe like 15 minutes to get in. And that's I got, I got a lot of things to do. So, yeah, uh, I, I was fine with it. And I'm, tr- I'm trying to like take it easy. I'm not like in yeah. super rush mode like some folks are. Yeah. Uh, like, even though like, I am trying to like play. Natalie trying to say that she's going to do this thing in 25 hours or whatever. <laughs> that <Jesus>. ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yeah, no, that's that's good. Pace yourself. There's a lot of stuff in this in this expansion. There's a ton mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, one of the things that I feel like people, some people missed, um, I, I had my eye on it because I, I knew, I knew from our great reporting that this was going to happen. Uh, I think some people were fo- uh, surprised about the number crunch, like the, uh, uh, the numbers being like scrunched down. Can you say something about that with the, the new, the, the new patch? Yeah. They, so, uh, Nakiyosha and the team kind of made a big, made a big deal about it at FanFest earlier this year. Yeah. And, uh, I remember when I was at GameSpot and I was covering FanFest, uh, some folks were on Slack like, yo, why are they talking about numbers for like an hour and a half? <laughs> like, no, trust me, trust me, this is a big deal. Uh, but it's, it's a big deal in a sense of you should probably understand what's happening. But gameplay wise, it doesn't really, like, it doesn't change anything gameplay wise. Everything, no. it's, it's just everything's scaled back. It's everything's to the same degree. It's just scaled back because for pl- people playing um, end game content with Shadowbringers previously knew that how big those damn numbers are. It took like, yeah. it was like 15 million experience to get to the next level. It was yep. like, I was dropping like six figures on enemies when I was doing my attacks. And like, it just fills up the screen with so many numbers. And I think that w- the point of the number crunching for this, uh, for patch 6.0 and Endwalker is that if this game is going to last another 10 years, we should probably do this now. So then in 10 yeah. years time, we're not dropping like 10 million hit 10 points million. On, <laughs> on a, on an enemy that has like 900 billion uh, HP. So, uh, and like for the back end for them, like, <laughs> scaling down the calculations it's just they ha- they can work with smaller numbers now so yeah uh, is like player like gameplay wise it doesn't change anything yeah your, your spells are not doing less damage they're just yeah. doing less numbers uh, because they've changed that still still takes you three seconds to kill a war frat don't worry about it um yeah. uh what other big changes came with uh, 6.0 i was looking at the patch notes and, and there might be some stuff that surprises folks Ooh, yeah. If you checked out the patch notes, the official patch notes, there is a lot of things, uh, most of which had been outlined in previous live letters or during FanFest. Uh, and more, um, most of that stuff is like, hey, we added this new area because that's a new area for the Endwalker story. Uh, but there's a lot of other smaller changes on the side. <laughs> you can head over to uh, one uh, fanbyte.com. Hey. Uh, and Mike, Mike Williams uh, kind of covered the the smaller things that are still important. So I think everyone's <laughs> I'm, I'm making a big deal out of belts. Um, the, so that is, <laughs> this is the that best. Is, yeah, <laughs> that is kind of a, an important change to at least be aware of is like so belts are were a gear a, one of the things you equip for your gear set, uh, so that that's been completely eliminated. That, that's been in, in the game since since day one, uh, for many many years. So Damn. this kind of this does kind of tie into the number crunching. Is that so? We removed an entire piece of the gear set, but your actual like average gear level doesn't change because everything's been properly adjusted and scaled to account for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, folks who uh, kind of maybe didn't know exactly how it was going to work like your belts aren't gone so if you had like materia attached to them you could still get them from an npc uh they just don't do anything uh, you can't sell them you can't buy them um and you can't like i don't know you can't trade them because <laughs> the hell are you going to do with them so Damn. Uh, that's out of the game um uh what else what, what's uh, the what's the in-game explanation for the fact that there are no uh belts anymore? <laughs> 
<laughs> so all the belts have a new item description that says uh, due to advancements in tailoring, uh, like there's no need for belts in this world. Uh, back in the day before this, everyone needed belts to hold up their pants, but such is the case no longer. So uh, shouts out, <laughs> shouts out to, to shouts out the tailors and armors in uh, in Final Fantasy fourteen. They Finally figured, figured it out. out. They figured out elastic waistbands on your pants. You love to see it. <laughs> Everybody's wearing fucking old navy joggers and <laughs> aerons, yeah. Um, oh my god. Damn. Uh well, okay, well that's that's a pretty big one. Um, uh-huh. but it won't affect your gameplay that much. What what else is there? Ooh, let's see. Um I think that along with the with the with the update is that some players playing uh, different jobs will have different changes made to the core mechanics of their job. So some like some folks who are still working through some of the content probably might not experience this, but if you're playing yeah. something like a summoner or a monk or astrologian, uh, that your core mechanics, even in the early levels have been revamped. Yeah. Um, and so like I logged in, I play, I also play summoner. So I logged in and half my hot bar was like, these abilities just don't exist anymore because uh, for yeah for a long time it's it, we I covered it and I got to see it during the preview is uh, the major summoner changes uh, but folks who might have been like oh this and Walker stuff doesn't concern me because maybe I'm still working through Heaven's Word or Stormblood uh, but if you're playing w- one of those classes I had mentioned you might log in and be like yo what happened yeah um, they've been re- well. Monk and Summoner have been like revamped. Astrologian had some pretty significant changes in its uh, later levels. Uh, but if you log in and you're like, yo, what happened to my actions? That's it's because of that. But they've been revamped in, uh, I think, the smarter way. So those, they actually play a lot better. So uh, give it some time and you'll be happy with the changes. I am, uh, for one, I'm happy with the changes. It takes time to get used to. So yeah. that affects all players uh, who play those jobs, regardless of whether or not you are in Endwalker mode. Um Right. So that's a big deal. Um, I can't really recall off the top of my head anything else. Yeah, any, anything Ooh. else significant. Yeah, but that's a big. It's a big patch list. So if yeah. you want to go do that, you can read the full list. Uh, uh, obviously, Fanbyte has uh, some uh, highlights, but the the full patches are there on the uh, on the uh, the screen when you uh, log into the game. If you want to yeah. see those, um, I I also well I'm I'm pulling up uh, Mike Williams' uh, article on Fanbyte.com just to make sure I'm not uh, not forgetting just, anything just, yeah sure of course yeah I, I think yeah most of the stuff there's uh some new um items that are no longer gender locked uh ah, which is which is uh, which is very good that's uh, very a good. lot of it is like i think um most folks would associate with uh feminine or masculine uh style of dressing but final fantasy said you know what it doesn't matter yeah uh, if you play uh either either character in the game so you, they, you can equip uh, some cool some cool glamour yeah uh, so that's nice uh love you love to see that um there's also some changes to um some armor and glam you can die which yep. is cool so you can uh, change colors and they, they've changed like a lot of other item based stuff which yeah. is not terrible terribly important but um yeah. if you are into the gear grind and uh getting the into the weeds of that kind of stuff then uh, you'll see some changes there we uh we got bunny boys now, right? Hell yeah! Oh, that's right. As long as you, I think, as long as you have N Walker, you don't have to be in N Walker. But if you right. own it, you could yeah. be a bunny boy. That's Yo, bunny boys! Oh, it's so good. Uh, I the thing about bunny boys is like, um, th- their their styling is just it's very good. They like they they they're not scared to show their midriff. Yeah, their glamour is like, yo, I know I'm hot. So yeah. um, I don't know. Deal with it. Uh, deal with it's it. really good. 
That's a yeah. good vibe. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good vibe. Yeah. Uh, so Bunny Boys uh, folks are very excited about that for, uh, and that's that that makes sense uh, for good yeah. reason. Um, yeah. If you play Bunny Girls, uh, you get some new hairstyles. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know folks have been uh, calling for that for a while because the, the Final Fantasy fourteen team had mentioned that hey, it's you know it's kind of hard to design hairstyles for these. For, for both Hrothgar and yeah. Viera, because big old bunny ears get in the way. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, who knew? So yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's cool that they're making progress on that. It's like, you know, these like every time I watch uh, a live letter or something and you just they, they sit there for four hours and explain all the things that they're doing. It's like you kind of remember that these things take time even yeah. for us who are like we're in media production so it's it's a very different thing but we <laughs> yeah. are still trying to produce things and what you come to realize is that things take time and things take a lot yeah. of time uh so the fact that they they just got around to implementing this stuff uh two years later because th- those races came or viera came with uh shadowbringers so they're like yo we can't we have too many things to worry about. We can't worry about this until later. And so now they're finally here. Even something as small as what seemingly as small as that um, took some time to get to. But yeah, we got. Yeah, that's awesome. What? All right. So let's say let's say someone is coming into this game super fresh. They're like, OK, I've, I've seen the hype. Uh, I've I've been bullied by my friends. Maybe, you know, Natalie Flores <laughs> and uh, she's been bullying you into playing this game. Um, what advice would you have for people just starting is there a class that you would pick to be maybe the first to try do you have advice whether or not to skip early game content um what advice would you have for brand new folks Ooh, that is that's a good question because mmos are overwhelming and yes. i remember when i started to like well, almost three years ago is that there's you just get you get ass blasted with icons all, you over, do. all <laughs> yeah. over your map and you're like and all these and the thing is like you log in and there's there's a window with like 10 tabs saying, hey, we're here to help. And you read it. And you're like, this isn't helping because you're you're giving me too much. <laughs> like, relax. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it can be overwhelming. But a few things. Uh, and I've thought a lot about this, too, uh, considering what I was experiencing when I started and where I am now. Where like, oh, I kind of like know this game uh, inside and out. Uh, is that I would recommend, especially if you're new to MMOs, I would recommend picking a DPS class. Okay. Uh, Playing tank or healer is kind of a big responsibility. Uh, but if you want to do it and you want to put in the effort to kind of understand what your responsibility is, by all means do it. And I think the community is generally very helpful in that sort of thing if you are new. Uh, yeah. But if you if you want to kind of take your, the stress off yourself and just um, enjoy the content of the game, definitely go for a DPS class uh, because your responsibilities are to do damage and avoid getting hit. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, tanks have to kind of know dungeons because they have to lead the way they have to take all the hits and they have to know how to control mobs healers have to keep everyone alive and that is the way it works in the game is like it's very stressful it's core you cannot get through a dungeon you literally can't play a dungeon unless you have a healer so yeah um, that is a big responsibility so like look into see see what kind of dps class interests you i played a monk and or Starts pugilist, and I also tried, uh, or I also played rogue, which turns into ninja. I'm a ninja main now, uh, so yeah. It, and honestly, the there's, I know we have tier lists. I know people like to talk about tier lists, but sure, every class and job in this game function can can hold can hold it down. Yeah, uh, it, it it does not matter uh, which class you play. As long as you learn how to play it is the most important thing. Uh, as long as you know what you're doing with that class, you're going to be good. Uh, there. 
the Final Fantasy fourteen is very good about like making sure there's not creating parity uh, between all the different uh, jobs in the game. So no one gets left behind. Uh, yeah. No one feels like they're they're underpowered or something. Like every job can play like savage level raid content. Uh, so uh, keep yeah. that in mind that you don't have, you, there's no min maxing. So it's not like other MMOs where you have to like spec into something. Yeah. It's it's more of a traditional like JRPG style. Whereas, whereas you level up, you gain new abilities, learn how to use your new abilities and just keep just keep equipping higher level gear. There's no, yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't have to spec into anything. You don't have to like pick stats. Uh, so you don't have to be like, oh, should I put points into strength or whatever? Like, no, nah, there's none of that. Yeah. Uh, so don't stress about that. And I think the last thing I would say is just follow the main story quest. The main story quest is one, it'll get you get you through the, the core game. That's how you unlock the dungeons. That's how you get to the boss fights. That's obviously where the story is. And uh, I, I believe it's been a while since I played Realm Reborn, and it's been revamped since I played it. But there's, if there is any level gating to get to the next main story quest, uh, it's extremely minimal if it's even if if it even exists. So like the main right. story quests give you enough experience points, you'll get enough XP, so you'll level up in time to take on the next batch of story. Like if I'm level six, 16, I do the last one that's for level 16 players. Boom, I'm level 17. And now I can take on the next batch of set level 17 quests. Um, so yeah, just follow the main story quests. And if you're pretty deep into it, if you're like level 30 and trying to, you're getting to 50, it takes some time to use the duty roulettes so you can level up mm. a little bit faster, but also get used to the flow of constantly running dungeons because the further you get into the game, like the, core like end game content um just like the the most um not stressful but i think the the stuff that you really need to be like on point gameplay wise are dungeons and trial boss fights so yeah. the more the the more you play them the more you get into the flow of how to how dungeons work you know it, it'll it'll be less stressful but also you, you'll uh, understand it better and you'll have a better time uh so just a few That's, tips there. I think uh, beginners like you'll see so many um, quest markers on your map. Do yeah. not worry. Do not worry about them at all. Like don't worry. They're just there. They're there for like, kind of like flavor text in a way, or yeah, uh, just like hey, if you want to just keep doing stuff and like see dialogue and like learn a little bit more about the world uh that's what that stuff is there for. But the in the top left corner by default, that is your tab that will tell you what your next main story quest is and where it is. And uh, just follow that until you kind of come to grips with just how the game works. That'll come in time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, speaking on someone that's not out of realm reborn yet, it's at, at level 45, like there will be a billion quest icons just in every city because this game just wants to give you stuff to do. But like, truthfully, you can basically max out your entire list of quests pretty easily. And the ones that are going to give you the most XP are the story quests, And like that, that does kind of get things going. So um, I think that's really good advice because I did not follow that advice and often oh, find no. myself kind of getting like really overwhelmed with like shit to do. That is not important. I mean, it's mostly fetch quests, killing rats, finding rats, nests, stuff like that, where it's like, it's good. It gives you kind of experience to like play with the systems, but like it is fairly mindless stuff uh, apart from the story quest, which is usually a little more involved with those dungeons and stuff. So I mm -hmm. think that's good advice. Um, and that's a really good point about min maxing and like specking into stuff because yeah, it's like you might, 
hear that it's super straightforward and go like, well, how does it stay interesting? Those big fights where you're working in tandem with tanks and healers and DPS are so entertaining because everyone's got a role that like, that's where I think a lot of the fun of this game comes from. And so you have to, you have to always find that, I think. Um, but yeah, that's really good. Do you want to plug uh, link shell stuff? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, we are, let's see. The link shell is Fanbyte's uh, dedicated Final Fantasy XIV section, hey. and it is a we are it's a work in progress. We're getting there though, so yep. uh, a couple things about that: uh, we should be launching this month. Uh, some really cool design stuff. Uh, I think the user experience uh, is uh, is key to that sort of thing. So many guides. Me, Mike Williams, uh, and Natalie Flores, and uh, Stephen Strom. We are all doing a lot of work covering Final Fantasy XIV. And uh, that's all going to be kind of encapsulated in the new, new design, uh, the redesign of Fanboy, but also uh, the link shell itself, which is our hub. Um, yeah, and uh, we're it, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. So yeah. I, I hope uh, folks, like whenever it goes live, and once we start uh, kind of telling folks and people start using uh, our site. I think uh, I want I want folks to keep in mind that, yeah, it, it's always a work in progress, uh, whether it be site bugs or, oh, I want I want a guide on on this thing or I'm looking for a guide on a certain thing is that uh, we are we're constantly uh, working on it. So like we're, we're trying to take care of the foundational, the core content, which will be there. Uh, so job guides, dungeon guides, um, unlock guides for like the for maybe the the, the more important side uh, side content that I think uh, players should pay attention to. Um, but yeah, we're, we're gradually getting there. And I think that once, once we have started or once we have started the, when back, when we started rolling out this content and got getting into the flow, then I kind of saw like, oh, okay, this is how I see this playing out. And I understand how much time and effort it takes to like, just put out a guide. Um, But I'm like, but I'm like, over the course of several months, if we can keep hitting this like set pace ourselves and we can put out like this level, this quality, uh, this much insight into our content and like a year's time or like maybe like six months time, we're going to have a really, really solid resource, uh, for folks to use for Final Fantasy fourteen, in addition to a lot of the heartfelt and insightful features, and I think that's hey. that's one that's one of the, the main things that I wanted to kind of um, focus on for this project yeah. is giving room to talk about Final Fantasy fourteen in a very open and honest way. Because I think what drew Natalie and I to this game is the the emotional storytelling the melodrama and kind of the way in which final fantasy 14 frames humanity and characterizations like those are the strongest points like i know how to do like savage level rating uh and it is extremely difficult and extremely fun but at the end of the day the thing that dro- that's i always remember the thing that will um that makes final fantasy 14 so special is its storytelling and i think um as we powered through Endwalker and kind of see how this this grand conclusion works, um, or how this grand conclusion plays out, then I'll start to kind of think about how uh, how to how to write about that stuff because uh, yeah. yeah that that that's why a lot of fourteen players were so emotional about the release of Endwalkers because this is a conclusion to a major story that's been going on for for many many years over a decade yeah. and I did a stream where I watched I had a watch party where we just watched all the trailers from from one all the way up to Endwalker and it was kind of like this stark realization of holy shit look look at how far we've come yeah. look how far this game has come and yeah. as us players who have seen 
such a such an incredible story kind of develop and to realize that that's where we th- those are all the things that we've been through and this is where we're here now and we're going to see a huge conclusion to it i don't know what's going to happen uh but whatever ends up happening is going to be uh it's going to be a lot so uh, yeah. finding figuring out ways it, it's going to it's one of those things where like i'm going to finish it and it's it's going to i'm going to lay in my bed for hours and stare at the ceiling and probably just <laughs> be in a puddle of tears and then after that i will kind of sit with my thoughts and then trying to come try to come up with ways to communicate how uh, I'm feeling, and I think that um, maybe that's that type of stuff. It doesn't do like ex, ex, like huge numbers like like a like a nah. guy does, but I think what I noticed in covering Final Fantasy 14 in a very open and honest way is that there are a lot of people that that uh, reply and read it and uh, hit me up and like, hey, yo, I'm really glad that someone out there is writing about this game in this sort of way. Um, and yeah. I think that's really important, and that that's the most important aspect to me. So, yeah, uh, for sure. Expect that stuff on Fanbyte on Link Shell <laughs> when the that's, time comes. Of I course, mean, that's that's the stuff I'm most excited about. So yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I really can't. Um, yeah, so LinkShell.com it'll take you to all of our Final Fantasy 14 coverage. Uh, like Michael said, there will be big fancy stuff at some point this month. But yeah, listen, it's a marathon, not a sprint. We're not a sweatshop. We have like four people, core people that are doing this stuff, and we we want them to sleep. We want them to be okay, all right? <laughs> We're not like these other outlets that have 100 people that get paid per view or whatever. Not oh. much. <laughs> no, should, should I not be saying that? Should you maybe bleep that, Paul? No, don't bleep that. I'm just going to own it. This is, this you is your what? show, man. This is my show. Um, We're real people. We're trying to just cover a game the way we love it, so – Fuck you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Michael, for stopping by. Uh, thanks for taking time out of your super busy schedule. You need to sleep. You need to play Final Fantasy 14. You need to do a combination of those things. Uh, mm-hmm. Pace yourself. I know you said you were going to, but pace yourself. Yes, I will. I will try. And uh, but <laughs> yeah, pay attention to what we're covering because it's, it's going to be dope. Uh, yeah, we're I'm trying. Excited. I'm excited. All right. Thanks. Video games, they're all around us. And more of them are coming out this coming week. I know. Steal yourself. Get ready for it. We have to talk about the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 games that I know are coming out this week. Hey, first it's uh, Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shotgun, Nope. Nope. Not at all. Let's take that one more time, shall we? <laughs> Shotgun. Idiot. <clears throat> Shadow Tactics. Blades of the Shogun. Ico's Choice is coming to PC on December 6th. This is the President is coming to PC on December 6th as well. I, I do not know what that game is. I have to be completely honest with you, but it has a great title. It's amazing. In fact, I'm going to excuse the typing. This is the president game. This is the president. It is a it is a, a presidential management game. So that's unbelievable. I bet it's you know what? I I bet it's pretty weird. It's uh 
published by THQ Nordic. Take that uh, however you will. But this is the president is coming to PC on December 6th. Life is Strange Strange, True Colors is coming to Switch on December 7th. That is one of Natalie Flores's and some other folks' favorite games of the year. It's coming to Switch on December 7th. Rune Factory 4 Special is coming to PC, PS4, and Xbox One on December 7th. Thunder Tier 1 is coming to PC on December 7th. White Shadows is coming to PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X and S on December 7th. Uh, Halo Infinite um, is a little indie game. I've never really heard of it, but uh, Halo Infinite. Uh, no jokes aside. So Halo Infinite is December 8th. That is the day that the campaign is out. Of course, the multiplayer is out now, and it's free. But, of course, the really interesting open-world campaign is going to drop that day. Uh, it's PC, Xbox Series X and S, and Xbox One. Uh, it's also going to be on Game Pass. We'll get to the Game Pass stuff in a second. But, yeah, Halo Infinite, big day. Uh, if you don't have Game Pass, you will need to buy the campaign. But if you have Game Pass, you can just download it and start playing it. Um, the Halo Infinite multiplayer is maybe my game of the year. I have not published that yet. Don't hold me to it, but it's very close. Um, I'm going to try to play some of the campaign before I make my final judgment, because then I can just feel good about my choice, no matter what it is. Anyway, December 8th, one of the biggest games of the year, Halo Infinite. Uh, Startup Panic is a, uh, I'm going to guess, a startup management simulator coming to PC on December 8th. Again, I'm going to just I'm just going to Google this real quick so I just don't tell you something that's that's wrong. Uh, Startup Panic game is uh yeah, no, it's a it's a management game, huh? It's one of these. It's a tiny build joint. Um so yeah, that comes out on December 8th for uh PC um and breakwaters comes to pc on december 9th and k ko keo comes to pc on december 9th um that rounds out a pretty light week i think if you're you know really looking out for rune factory 4 special or life is strange true colors those are two big releases and of course halo infinite is the big one otherwise we've got some kind of smaller management games that uh, you might be interested in. I have no idea. Some of them look interesting. This is the president looks fairly robust, although I have to imagine the politics of that game aren't great. But what do I know? I'm probably never going to play it. But you can play it and let me know. Join our Discord, fanby.casa. Have you played this? Uh, have you played This Is the President? Are the politics of this game bad? I have no idea. Uh, all right, let's move on. Let's start with PlayStation Plus. Um, None of the games that I'm going to tell you about right now are available the day I recorded this. I recorded this on December 2nd. You're going to hear it for the very first time on December 5th. But these games will be available on December 7th if you are a PlayStation Plus subscriber. Uh, So one is Godfall Challenger Edition. That's going to be both a PS5 and PS4 game that you can pick up if you have PS Plus. Um, The Challenger Edition is not the full version of this game. And it's also one of the worst games that Merritt K, one of our editors, has ever played. Um, uh, she wrote a, not even a review, but basically just a, I can't even review this game. It's so bad. Uh, but you know what? Different strokes for different folks because uh, Khalif Adams uh, of, of Spawn on Me fame, who has a show right here on our network, uh, really liked Godfall. So, hey. You might love it. Who knows? Uh, But the Challenger Edition focuses on uh, some in-game level content modes that basically kit you out with some in-game gear and let you go loot and shoot and, well, not shoot, but loot and stab and 
do all sorts of crazy stuff um, with up to uh, two other players in co-op. So if you want the full game, you can upgrade it anytime to the deluxe edition, uh, but that's going to be uh, that's going to cost you some money. So this is just Godfall Challenger Edition uh, available on December 7th. Um, Another game coming to PS Plus uh, free games is Lego DC Super Villains. That's a PS4 joint. Uh, if you like these Lego DC games, they're, I don't know, they're pretty they're pretty cool. Lego does a pretty good job with their stuff. Uh, you'll get to hang out with the Joker and Harley Quinn and a bunch of other folks from the Injustice League. Uh, again, December 7th, Mortal Shell is a game coming to uh, PS Plus uh, again on December 7th. It is a Dark Souls-like I know it's that's almost tried at this point, but it's an action RPG. It is a lot of uh, weighty combat. We talked about it a couple weeks ago about uh, it's also coming to Xbox Game Pass. So that's why we mentioned it. Uh, Moral Shell is an interesting one. And this is kind of the perfect game to try out. I think if you're on the fence about it, if you bounce off of other Dark Souls games, uh, Mortal Shell is kind of a different take on the formula. There are some PSVR games coming to uh, the PS Plus platform. One is The Persistence, which is a uh, futuristic kind of survival game. You have to gather resources. You have to upgrade. It's a it's a roguelike horror game uh, set in the uh, deep reaches of space. Uh, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners uh, Standard Edition, I might add, uh, is a VR experience where you have to go into zombie infested New Orleans, uh, where you have to like you know survive, and it's another survival game. Um, it's not the best way to experience New Orleans. The best way to experience New Orleans is to go there and enjoy their wonderful food and music. And it's one of my favorite cities in the world. Well, anyway, they didn't pay me to say that. I just really like New Orleans. Uh, and rounding out the list is Until You Fall, a uh, cool sword fighting game. Um, I never heard of it until this very moment. But uh, to be honest, it's uh, uh, pretty neat looking. If you like sword fighting games in VR, uh, it's kind of a technicolor dream of sword fighting madness. Uh, so, yeah, those the, all six. I think it's six games. I can count. Yep, six games coming to PS Plus on December 7th. Uh, so let's move on over to Xbox Game Pass. We finally got a full list of the stuff that we we're going to see in December, and it's a pretty robust list. So yeah, let's get to it. Um, already out are Anvil, Archvale, and uh, no, no, no. There's a lot more than this. Sorry. Anvil, Archvale. Those are two different games, I swear. Lawn Mowing Simulator, great. Stardew Valley, very great. Warhammer 40k Battle Sector, pretty cool. And of course, Final Fantasy 13 2. Yeah, listen, I know the, the 13s are often regarded as maybe being kind of a, 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 a breaking point for the Final Fantasy series. Don't listen to it. 13 2 is actually pretty interesting. Actually, Lightning Returns is maybe the best of the three I hear. I haven't played it, but 13 2 is pretty cool. And you know what? I'm, I'll just say it. 13's not that bad. I played it again kind of recently, and I don't know, that game kind of got a bum rap the first time around. I didn't like it when I played it, but I liked it more now. Isn't that weird how that works? Anyway, all those are available as you're hearing this. Uh, on December 7th, we have a game never heard of in my life. <clears throat> I'm going to read this title twice because I love this title. Space Warlord Organ Trading Simulator. That's Space Warlord Organ Trading Simulator. 
That's going to be cloud console and PC on Xbox Game Pass December 7th. Uh, Halo Infinite, we talked about it in the previous bit. Uh, that is an Xbox Game Pass game. I, I have to tell you, if there's any reason to pick up Xbox Game Pass, it's to play Halo Infinite for free. This campaign is cool. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I can't tell you the specifics I've heard about it yet, because I, by the time this goes up, the embargo is not, not done. But probably maybe by the time you listen to this, it'll be up. And a lot of good things. I hear good things. So you should play this game. Uh, and you should get it on Xbox Game Pass on December 8th. One Piece, Pirate Warriors 4 on December 9th. Aliens, Fire Team Elite on December 14th. And Among Us also on December 14th. So if you are into uh, fun little... Uh, party games among us is pretty good they've perfected a formula those folks are pretty good what they do and uh yeah that'll be available on xbox game pass that is pc console and cloud uh i think almost all of these are also cloud enabled let me see let me pick out the ones that aren't anvil and final fantasy 13 2 are not cloud but everything else is also cloud enabled in this list. Uh, if you are playing the Xbox, excuse me, if you're playing the Halo Infinite multiplayer already, uh, you will get an Xbox Game Pass reward, which will be some cosmetics and uh, skin for an MA-40 assault rifle, some XP boosts. Uh, so yeah, look out for that if you're playing the Halo Infinite multiplayer. Uh, there are games leaving the service on December 15th. So let's go over those because you want to get that discount on these games before they leave the service if you really love them or or get them now beat them and then you don't have to worry about the discount you'll say you'll you'll have beaten it so why i don't know why buy it unless you just really love it and you might love one of these games i don't know uh beholder is uh, a cloud and console game that is going to leave the service on december 15th uh the dark pictures man of medan is also leaving guacamelee 2 that's a pretty good one that's leaving the service on December 15th. Wilmot's Warehouse, Unto the End, and Ukulele and the Impossible Lair. So I would probably pick Guacamelee and Ukulele out of those. And that rhymes. Um, uh, that you might want to grab, might want to play now, might want to beat them. They're relatively short. Uh, but if not, you can use that discount uh, before they leave the service to keep them forever. Um, that's a lot for the games industry that's coming. What about this website? What about this brand? This coming week is really busy for us. I'll tell you why. We're going to be in Los Angeles for the Game Awards. Uh, I have meetings out there. I haven't been to Los Angeles since I moved away a year ago. I'm super excited about it. We got the Game Awards. Did you know that we're voting in that for the first time? We have voted. We have cast our votes. We have made our voices heard. We will cover the Game Awards on Thursday, December 9th over on twitch.tv slash fanbite. Um, we're going to go live about an hour before the awards starts. Uh, the awards will start at 5 p.m. Pacific. We will probably go live at about 4 p.m. Pacific with a pre-show uh, with some amazing guests. We're going to have the devs from Wildermyth on the pre-show. We're going to talk to some other folks that are out there uh, in the actual event. Uh, we're going to do a talk over uh, with another crew or a remote crew that's not in L.A., 
They're going to hang out. They're going to react with you. They're going to get in chat and laugh about all the, the, the wacky stuff that happens on Jeff's big show. And then we will be back live in studio in Los Angeles for a post show where we're going to talk to some folks that were at the event. Um, on Friday, you're going to want to make sure you are a part of our Discord, fanbyte.casa. That is fanbyte.casa. We're going to be hanging out together. We're going to be at the Grove in Los Angeles. We're going to be uh, recording some content for Friends Reunion, another one of our podcasts. Uh, we'll be some. We'll be doing some audio streaming and some wild stuff over on the Discord. It's one of the best communities out there. If you like video games, if you like hanging out with cool people, if you like just, I don't know, kindness and pets, we have a pets channel. Our Discord's amazing. So please join our Discord. On Saturday and Sunday, we have two afternoon streams from 11 a.m. Pacific to 3 p.m. Pacific. It's a brunch theme. I don't know. We like brunch. Why not? We're going to have some friends there, too. Who are our friends? We have quite a few of them. I'm not going to tell you about them all here. We're going to publish a list a little bit closer to the date, probably by the time you're listening to this. So check out our Twitter at Fanbyte Media for updates on that. So, yeah, it is a really, really busy four days for us covering the Game Awards, hanging out, making some content. And, uh, and yeah, so uh, I'm just personally bummed I really won't be able to get to play um, a lot of Halo before I have to go to Los Angeles. But you know what? That's fine. I get to see all my friends. Hey, I get to see Paul. He produces a show, and now I, I get to see him again. That is going to do it for this week's episode. I want to thank my guest, Michael Hyam, for taking time out of his incredibly busy schedule to talk to me about Inwalker. If you want to check out all things Final Fantasy XIV that the Fanby crew is covering, you can do so over at thelinkshell.com. That'll take you to all of Fanbyte's Final Fantasy XIV coverage. Uh, I'm so super proud and excited of the work that they're doing. Uh, we're putting together something really special for folks, and Michael Hyam is at the center of that. Uh, if you want to follow Michael on Twitter, you could do so at Michael P. Hyam. That is Michael P. H. I. G-H-A-M. Uh, if you want to follow my wonderful producer, Paul Tamayo, over on Twitter, you can do so at Polymayo. Please listen to the Optional Podcast. That's Paul's podcast that he hosts with Cam Brewster. It's amazing. It's on every week. It's right here on the Fanbyte Network. Uh, if you want to follow me, you can do so at Floppy Adult. If you want to follow Fanbyte, you can at Fanbyte Media. And of course, all of our podcasts can be found at podcastnet.org. Whew, that was a lot. <laughs> all right. Until next week, folks. You're welcome. Thank you.